There comes a time in every woman's life when she has to decide to be a stay-at-home parent or a working mom. This is my story. Let's go. Barigani is Swahili for What's the News, and I will tell you the news. But before I do, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all of my old and new listeners. Um, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with your girl, so I appreciate you. Spirits, you are listening and watching and tuning into, or just tuning into, my First Amendment, where I'm your host, Miss Kiki Kamal. And this is our bonus episode. Um... I believe this is the last bonus episode and we're we're wrapping up uh, co-parenting, parenting as a whole um, um, after this. Uh, but yeah, this is our last bonus episode. For those of you who do not know how bonus episodes work, we do not, it's not the uh, original inauguration like it normally is where we talk about like black entertainment news, business tips, birthdays. And my week. We don't do that. We actually skip all of that and just go right into my week. We don't give out any quotes. Okay. And we skip all that, go right into the conversation. And then the outro. So if that makes any sense to you, spirits, I will repeat it again. Okay. This is the bonus episode. Where we just talk about my week. We get into the show. And we get into the outro. That's it. All right, if you don't like that, that's on you. That's on you. Now, spirits, um, I have talked about work being a working mom before. Welcome to the episode. This episode is titled Working Moms. This is my bonus episode. And it was very important for me to put this out because it was near and dear to my heart. It was weighing heavy on my heart. So if it weighs heavy on your heart, then welcome to the show. Um, but I spoke about this in my podcast before. Um, it was just it's just been a way for me to heal from the traumas that I accumulated that I accumulated in um, in the working world in corporate in the corporate world. Um, I had a segment in season, I believe one and two called you're fired. 
right? And this is where I would like fire all my previous bosses or employee, you know, uh, uh, co-workers or whatever the case may be. But this particular episode, we're just going to go more in depth on how long I've been working. Because I've been working since I was 13 years old. Basically like 12 or 13 years old. So I've been working for a very long time. And and we're going to get into all the jobs I had and all that stuff. What type of work ethic do I have now based on the time that I've spent in the corporate world? Um, and all of that stuff. All right. So, yes, I've been working since I was 12, around 13, um, babysitting. Um, at 15, I worked at McDonald's, 15 and 16 McDonald's. At 17, I worked at Bush Gardens. And then I kind of did like this warehouse thing where I was working in the mail room. And I remember it was this old Caucasian male who would always sing, um, Row river, old man river, rowing on a, some shit like that. And I, I, you know, at the time, I thought he was trying to be racist. I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, but he just always sung it. And he always felt like he needed to sing it, you know, when me and my sister would show up to work and stuff like that. It was weird. But um, I'm pretty sure that man is, has passed away now. That man was old as fuck. Um, so that was a mail room where we had to, like, collect mail and, like, bend them up and, like, you know, whatever. Um, then I worked at... I had an odd job at the Buccaneer Stadium here in Tampa, Florida, where I was 17 years old, but I was pouring beer. Uh, I was like 17, 18, turning 18, and I was pouring beer for uh, the customers. And I'm not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that until you're 21. But, you know, I was also serving beer at Bush Gardens at 17. So, hey, what the hey, hey? You know, what the hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> Actually, I think you can serve beer when you're 18. I don't know, spirits. They had me serving beer. Um, And then I ended up moving to Georgia um, when I was about 18 years old, working at Walmart. Then I came back from Georgia, uh, started working at Dunkin' Donuts. And then at 19, I was working at McDonald's. And then by the end of my 19th year, I was in the Navy. So that was my work before I became a freaking mom. Although, um, I did get pregnant somewhere around there when I was 19 working at McDonald's. I did get pregnant. Obviously, I did not have that baby. Um, but here we are today. Okay. So let's get into my week. My week, my week, my week. So, you know, I went to work every day. Mon well, I, you know, I'm normally off on Mondays. Um, but I went to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And spirits, let me just tell you, um, enough is enough. You know what I mean? Like, um, that was overwhelming for me. It was, uh, it was just, I, I think overwhelming is even an understatement. I, I felt, I felt so drained and so, um, dead by the end of that, by the end of that. I realized I do not like working a lot. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not a big, like, worker. Uh, and, I, and, you know, a lot of people, they have these thoughts and opinions about you. Like, oh, my gosh, your work ethic. Oh, you're lazy. Oh, the... Let me just break this shit down real quick, real clear right now. 
okay? Right now, okay? People's opinions of me and my work ethic will never fucking matter, okay? I've been working since I was 12 or 13 years old, babysitting, buying my own shoes, buying my own clothes. My mama stopped buying clothes for me when I turned 15. She did it on purpose. So because I was working at McDonald's, she assumed that I had money, okay, to buy my own clothes and shoes. She also wanted me to um, pay her light bill and water bills and, and things of that nature, which I didn't know about, which led to me being homeless at 17. And it didn't stop there because I kept working, as you can see. Bush Gardens, Walmart, McDonald's. Don't play with me. Then, at times, I would be working double jobs. Okay? So, my work ethic, who gives a fuck about my work ethic? Except for me. I should be the only person that cares about my work ethic. If it's not bothering me, uh-uh. It shouldn't bother nobody else. Uh-uh. I got to do the mama uh-uh. That's the mama uh-uh. That's how you know I'm a mom because I go uh-uh. Uh-uh. We ain't doing that. <laughs> no. It's an uh-uh for me. Um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't really give a damn about like people and my and talking about my work ethic. My work ethic is is not great, but it's still I I still have a little bit of fight in me. There's still a little bit of fire there. You know, I'm kind of like an old dog that has been taught new tricks, but at the same time, this old dog hasn't been on a vacation in I don't know how long. You know, I don't know how long, and it don't mean like a a a a, a vacation where you just kind of like. Skedaddle off to Georgia or Miami. No, no, no. I'm talking about a real vacation where you actually leave the country. Or uh, the East Coast in general. You know, can I fucking go to Colorado, please? Can I go to California, please? Can I go to Canada, please? Can I? Like, can I? You know what I'm saying? And um, can I go to Vegas, please? You know, I know everybody else and their mama been to Vegas, but I haven't. Can I go, please? Damn. <laughs> um, so yeah, needless to say, my work ethic is not, you know, perfect. But I get a lot of people's opinions about, you know, people believe that the way you work actually solidifies your your worth in life or it determines, you know, um, your your statue in life and it, and, it, and, it, and it really just damn don't and it just really damn don't not if you're working for a corporation but I tell you what if you're working for yourself uh-huh yes it does solidify you in so many ways if you're working as you if you got a, your own farm hell yeah it solidifies you because how you gonna eat and sleep but when it comes to corporate jobs people be like well how you gonna eat and sleep oh trust me baby there are ways and I'm a, I'm a navy veteran so I honestly don't fall in the same gay ass category as you guys who who like to work and is love and just love working and just has to have a nine to five and my nine to five determines who I am and <laughs> not me okay not me me having a nine to five does not determine who I am it does not solidify my character it does not solidify it does not determine it is not a 
fucking factor of who I am and my worth on this planet. I was giving a gift. I was given a gift. I was given a gift. Some people wasn't given a gift and that's why they're worker bees. And that's understandable because that's what God created for them to be a worker bee. But not everybody is meant to be a worker bee. And when I say everybody, I mean me. Anywho. I, uh, and that's the train. The train likes to come. I live next to a train and the train loves, it just loves to just randomly fucking come. It used to come at four o'clock in the morning. Now it just randomly comes. Um, so if you can hear the train spirits, that's the train. Uh, so yeah. Um, so based on that, you know, uh, when it comes to working and I'll go more and I've been, I've went in deep in detail about my work ethic on, um, I'm entitled as fuck. If you heard that episode, that was another bonus episode where I was just kind of going into details about, um, my work ethic and my, you know, who I am as a, as a worker. I'm not a worker B. I'm a person that go to work to get a paycheck. I don't want to have, I don't want to make friends. I don't, um, I, I, I don't care what my hair looks like. I don't even want to smile. Sometimes I don't even shower. I don't even care about my hygiene. I just want to just go and come home. You understand what I'm saying? Now, when it comes to podcasts and come out empire and things like that, that's different. I actually took a shower and brushed my teeth before I got on the mic. And I usually always do that. And that is the difference. It's what you care about. And no, I don't care about being a housekeeper, which is what I am currently. Um, <clears throat> and we'll go more into that. We'll go more into that, but let's, let's finish up my week and then we'll talk more about that. So the rest of my week kind of went like this. Um, it was pretty much quiet time for the weekends, you know, cause I, you know, I got money, but I ain't get paid. So, you know, I don't like to, oh, I got like a splurge if I ain't get the benzos. Um, so, yeah, me and the girls just chilled at home. Um, I groomed them. I love grooming my girls. I know they probably think I don't because I have to spank them, yell at them. Um, sometimes I just, like, get up and walk away because they're getting on my nerves, whatever the case may be. But I absolutely love grooming my girls. And I don't remember, I don't recall my mom sitting at the table painting my nails. I remember my sisters doing my nails and actually putting acrylic on at the time, too, like fake nails I don't know if acrylic and fake nails are back in the day they used to put I think they still add the fake nail every now and then if you ain't got no um good good looking nails anyway um but I, I just I love grooming them and so that's I you know I usually spend Sundays doing that um I spent some quiet time for myself just being in the room my baby was over here um my man came for the weekend not like for the weekend as if he never shows up. I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, she lives alone. Murder, murder, rob, kill. Uh, no bitch, not around here. Um, but at the same time, you know, I like the family environment. He doesn't always come because he, do, he doesn't want to like, he feels like he's intruding or imposing on my youngest daughter's time with me. But but we are, I feel like we're all a family. And, and at the same time, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm about to produce some more babies, you know, up out of here. We all need to, we, we all in this together. You know, we, you know, we, we, we all in this together. So stop playing on me. Um, 
But yes, I watched a lot of well-deserved movies. I watched a lot of fucking Netflix movies this weekend, Spirits. I don't know about you, but um, I absolutely love watching Netflix. And But I don't just watch the movies because I'm like a... I'm like a... I call myself an aspiring director, but I've only done one. I've only directed one thing in my entire life. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just call myself a director. Fuck it. And anyways, I love, <laughs> I love like, I love like the, um, the aesthetics of, you know, doing movies. Like you have to do like the setup and the background and you got the, you know, you got the, um, the extras, you know, the people that just walking by and, and doing weird shit. You got to make sure they're, you know, eating ice cream and walking by ice cream truck and shit like that. And I just love that. And I, I'm, I'm so good at that. And I can really do that. And I, I really want to do that. And so I love movies. So I don't just watch movies because it brings me joy. It um, helps me release myself as far as like any frustration, anxiety or stress or anything like that. But also because I'm an aspiring um, actress and director, and I would really love to get my hands on a fucking, you know, megaphone and, um, a director's chair and hat and just be like, and cut. That was great guys. Okay. So in this next scene, here's what we're going to do. Oh my God. Ah, ah, I don't want to talk about it, but it just makes my dick sore. Um, I just, Ooh, I just love acting in, in movies and, and, and creating a story that relates to other... I don't want to talk about it, you guys. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So, anyways, as you can see, that's where my passion is at. It's clearly not cleaning floors, cleaning toilets, making Starbucks drinks. It is not, you know, making burgers, taking orders. It is not getting people on fucking rides at Bush Gardens or, or you know you know, getting boxes off trucks at Walmart. It is not none of that. It is not the Navy. It is not none of that. My biggest job I feel like in my life is being a mom and, 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 and boasting about my gift that God gave me and, and exploring my gifts that God gave me. That's just how I feel about it, spirits. Um, but anyways, going back into my week. So yes, I watched a lot of movies and I watched one particular movie in particular, one particular that don't even make sense. One particular movie in particular. Okay. Um, Kristen Bale, okay, with Kelsey Grammer. And it was such a good movie. And it was about father and daughters. And spirits, if you haven't already listened to I Got Daddy Issues slash Father Figure Part One and Two, definitely check that out because it actually helped me be able to finally wrap up parenting in a way based on that movie and really like understand my 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 relationship with my dad as well. So I think that cleared up everything on that. <clears throat> and speaking of that, I have a mother and daughter episode coming up in February. So be on the lookout for that. I mean, I'm giving you some great things in February spirit. So stay tuned. Again, we dropping this shit every Monday. All right every Monday. Um, but yeah, that's been my week. Uh, you know, I just been staying focused working, you know, I, like I said, work really tired me out than the weekends with the girls. So I just kind of chilled, relaxed. More people are hitting me up to collaborate, whether it be acting or, um, uh, uh, interviews or podcast or hosting and things like that. And I'm just, I'm it's, it's to me, it's still dead season and it, and, and, 
and wake up season or refresh season or a live season or the new year actually spirits doesn't start until March for me. I do not celebrate the new year till March. So it's very hard for me to get on that fucking horse and ride it to the wheels fall off um, when it's January, February dead season for me. Um, so to those of you who keep trying to book me and do stuff with me and collaborate with me on Saturdays and weekends, those are really for my children. For my family, the weekend is really for my family. <clears throat> um, the weekdays is when you can really collab with me. And um, at the same time, I'm still trying to solidify myself as an artist and a brand. So, you know, I really, it's not, I don't, you know, my dingling don't get hard jumping on other people's shit too much. Like, I don't, I don't really, like, I don't give a fuck, really. I know that sounds crazy, but, like, I truly don't care to collaborate with people right now in this particular month in this particular season just you know damn can we just wait till march like what is the big hoopla why is the rush you know let's just take the damn pressure off me um and just take the heat and you know and get me off this pressure cooker jeesh i don't i'm not i don't even feel alive right now until march like let me live my fucking Jeesh, like let let me hibernate like they do the damn bears. Anyway, spirits, I'm a working mom. This is my working story. And uh, I hope you are inspired to strive to be a better you. Lego. This podcast is sponsored by Kamal Empire Community and Public Relations. If God gave you the idea to start a business or pursue your dreams as a creative or an entrepreneur, this is your sign. Hi, my name is Orkia Kamal and I'm the CEO and founder of Kamal Empire Community and Public Relations, a company created to assist creatives and entrepreneurs with branding, marketing strategies, as well as graphic design and social media managing. You can book your first free consultation with us on Facebook at Orkia Kamau or on Instagram at Kamau Empire CPR. Don't worry, at Kamau Empire, it gets easier. Are you ready to take flight? Allow Kamau Empire to spread your divine light. Fly high, spirits. Okay, spirits. So, welcome back to the show. If you are tuning in, you are listening to and watching my First Amendment where I'm your host, Miss Kiki Kamau. Um, or should I say you are tuning into Miss Kiki Kamau, my First Amendment podcast. I, I, I don't know why. I, I'll figure out how I'm going to say it eventually. Um, but yes, earlier in the inauguration, we talked about all the type of jobs I had since I was a child. But when, you know, I ended with being 19 and going into the Navy. So in the Navy, I was, you know, I was, I went to the Navy and that is where I actually became a first time mom. Um, I think I've talked about this previously before on my um, podcast when I said that, you oh, actually I did. I mentioned um, in my co-parenting story with my ex-husband that, you know, the Navy was the first, you know, corporation that tried to take my child away from me, basically saying like, you know, your child doesn't matter. Um, um. Uh, let somebody else watch her while, you know, you do your job. And that's, I think that's, I think that's when the trauma really started. <clears throat> I believe so. I believe fucking, not believe so. I think I, I, I know so. 
I know for a fact that that is when the trauma started. Um, when I became a mother in the Navy, um, one of my petty officers told me she didn't come in your sea bag. So you're going to Iraq or Afghanistan or wherever we send you long story short. And that would have been fine spirits. That would have been fine if I didn't have this beautiful little girl that I felt like needed my help. And it kind of threw me back into a mindset of my child, my childhood and, and knowing what that's like. And so I wanted to be there for her. But right off the back, I had to give her to her grandma, which is her dad's uh, mother, who lived in Newport, Washington at the time, or still does. And at the time, I was living in Bangor, Washington, so it was about a six-hour drive. So it's obvious that I didn't really see her as much as I, I would have liked. I think they held on to her for about two months. So I gave birth to her in August, August, September, October, um, November, around November, I had to go back to work. So I had to give her up in November and it was around December, January, February is when I got out. So they had her for about two months, almost three months. Or was it like four months? All I know is that when I got my daughter back, um, she had like these little white bumps all over her vagina, all over her baby cooter, okay? And um, it broke my heart. I remember calling my sister crying and saying, I don't know what they've been feeding her. I don't know what they're doing to her, but she's, she's, she's just all fucked up. She's her, her pocketbook's all fucked up. She needs to go to the doctor. She's sick. You know, she's not doing so well. Uh, because his mom would like leave her diaper on for a couple hours and stuff like that. She's like, oh, Kiki, I'm a, you know, I'm a, a mom that uh, babysits children. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I have my own daycare. I know what I'm doing, you know. So it was one of those things. Um, prior to that, one of my, one of my, uh, one of the females on the base was watching her. She was a, a wife of a Marine. And she was watching her too, but then when I would get Kyra home and stuff, Kyra had like, you know, gangrene, uh, snot, stuff coming out of her eyes and stuff. And I, and I blamed that girl. I was like, oh no, you know, you're ruining my child. And so I was going through a lot of like separation anxiety, um, postpartum depression, and, um, and just, you know, trying to understand being a mom in general and working. I was like, what the fuck? And prior to that, I knew this one girl that was in the Navy. She had a son. And she said that when she was in by range, she couldn't take her son. So her mom had to, you know, hold on her son for a whole fucking year. All right. Then this girl, like, went deaf in one ear. And, you know, yeah, I mean, she could barely hear her son because she only had one ear. But... I just feel like she lost, not only did she lose time with him, but now, now she's losing all kinds of stuff. You know, she lost her hearing. It's like, what else is God punishing her because she wasn't in her child's life? I don't fucking know. All right. I just know that, that I, you know, that ain't the type of life I want to live. 
you know, having to just give up my children just to, oh, because I want to be rich. Oh, because I want to be fancy. No, I actually, I don't, I don't give two shits about none of that. I just care about my children. I just want to be a mom, bro. I don't give a fuck if I lived in a, 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 a once, uh, a studio. I don't care. I can live in a box with my children. I, I just, I'm, I just want my children. I'm just a mom. That's my job. That is my job. Uh, anyways, after I got out in around February, um, 2012, I uh, became a housewife. I became a housewife and uh, a student. So I went to college and, um, I had to, put Kyra back into daycare, but this time it was base daycare. It was this beautiful, melanated woman, but she was not African-American. She was something else. I I don't know, mixed with something. I don't know, but she was so beautiful. And she had these children and she, you know, she also, you know, set up like a, a little um, daycare in her house too, but it was, she was only watching like four children. Um, needless to say, Kyra's dad, uh, Sean, his mom was watching like fucking 15 children at the time at, by herself, you know, literally the old ass lady, you know, watching all these children, you know, and, um, anyways, I became a house mom, cleaning, cooking, you know, things like that, uh, really start to kick in really, you know, the organization, all that stuff really started to hone in on me, um, going to school and stuff like that. You know, I, I, you know, I was in school and I was in school full time, like Monday through fucking Friday, pretty much. And so um having to give Kaya up again, that 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 really broke my heart. Um, I missed her so much, but I also felt like I felt like it was okay because I was I felt like I was doing something. Like in the Navy, I didn't feel like I was doing something or accomplishing anything. At that point, I was fucking done with the Navy. You already took my husband away from me. You know what I'm saying? You shipped his ass off to California and then you were taking my baby away from me, shipping her off to six hour drive away from me. Like I was fucking done with the Navy. I was done with the military. All right. Um. So, so when I got into college, I felt like, man, okay. Yeah. I'm alive, bitches. I'm doing something, you know, I'm learning and shit. That's, that's, that's exciting. That'll get any dick hard, you know? So and I'm, I'm an intellectual person. Um, you know, I love, I love knowledge. I love learning. So that will definitely turn me on. I don't know about anybody else, but I love it. You know, so I love school. I can go to school all my life, uh, and never graduate. And I say, I still go to school. I don't, I don't care. I just love school. I just love learning. Um, after that, you know, after the whole housewife thing, you know, moved to, you know, moved back to Florida, I started working at Starbucks. Like I mentioned um, in my previous episode, uh, I started working at Starbucks. And at the time I, I was, you know, I like to associate TV shows with my the type of job that I have. And at the time, you know, because I was working at Starbucks, always drinking coffee, making coffee. I was watching Friends a lot and Charmed. Okay. I don't know. But I was watching Charmed in the, um, when I was in the military too a lot because this one girl introduced me to it. The one African-American girl and then she disappeared. Seriously, it was weird how all the all the melanated people just kept coming and going. <laughs> um, So people don't take me seriously when I say I literally was the only African-American person on my base for like a year. 
only girl, the only black, you know, female for a year. Because they kept coming and going. Um, I, I, when I was working at Starbucks, it was, uh, it was heavy for me. Cause you know, at the time I was trying to get my own place. I was living with my mom. This was back in 2013. And, um, you know, I'm freshly out of the military, kind of got some college experience. My husband at the time, again, was like, I'm not staying here in Tampa. He moves back to Washington. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm working at Starbucks trying to scramble up every dollar and dime to get an apartment, get the fuck out of my mom's house because my mom is fucking crazy, okay? you can, Nobody can live with my mom. My mama can't even live with my mom, okay? Um, So it was pretty depressing. I lost a lot of weight, stressed out. I still didn't pick up any drug habits, which I was very proud of myself about. And um, I worked a hell of a lot. My mom would actually tell me or tell Kyra to my face, in front of my face, Oh, your mama don't love you because she got to go to work today. She, she, um, she's, she working at Starbucks. She going to be spending her time at Starbucks. She did this a lot. She did this often. And that broke my heart because I was like, damn, what to do? Do, you know, I'm married. I have to work. My, my husband just disappeared. What to do? You know, I got to go to work. I got to take care of my child. So. I was not happy, you know, at Starbucks. I gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, got dark, got light. You know, it was just, shit was just going all kinds of wild and crazy. But I did find God and I started, and I joined like this church group and then all this other stuff. Um, <clears throat> after that, I started working at CarMax, but I was still keeping up with Starbucks. So needless to say, I had two jobs. And as you can, as you can see, I've had, I, I usually double up on my jobs a lot, a lot, because at the time I was celebrating Christmas and all that dumb ass shit. And I felt like my children need, my child needed that, all that weird ass shit, but she don't, she didn't. And I see that now. Um, so yeah, I was working at CarMax. I was working at Starbucks. The schedule, you know, I was working overtime again. Star, uh, CarMax ended at 10. You know, so sometimes I won't get home till like 11, have to count all the money and shit. Sometimes money would go missing. Oh, well, Kiki was the last one in the vault. Bitch, if I'm a steal, I'm a steal for real. And I'm going to go missing. You ain't got to worry about me, ho. If I'm going to steal some money out of vaults, oh, trust and believe, I'm going to take every fucking penny. Why would I just take a little bit and then come back to work? That is just the weirdest shit ever. I'm not that good of a thief. No, 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 no. I'm an actual real crook. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a destroy some shit. I'm not just gonna. I'm, I'm mean, I probably like leave a quarter behind so they can call me like the quarter bandit or some shit. Like I'm that person. You know what I'm saying? The fuck is y'all talking about? I'm a real villain if I have to be. Not just like some play play villain. Right? Anyway, um. So I left her with my mom, Kyra. I left her with my, my mom a lot. I left her with my sister um, a lot. And uh, it was hard for me. It was challenging for me. Um, CarMax, I was a business office associate. At Starbucks, I was obviously a barista, but trained to become like coffee master, trained to become supervisor, but never took a job. Um, CarMax, I was a business office associate, trained to be a lead, but I never, I never, like I, I ended up leaving the job. Um, I'll never forget that the uh, the um, 
I can't remember his name, like, uh, Grand, he's like the, uh, he's not, general manager, I don't know why I was saying grand manager, general manager of Carmack, straight told me to my fucking face, That when he hired me, I smiled a lot. And he was so happy. He just knew that I was going to bring a different dynamic to the, the company. And then I stopped smiling as much. Oh, I know. Maybe because um I always had to fucking get rid of my child. Maybe because I never could just be a mom, bro. So, of course, real the real world is going to hit you. You're going to be like, what the fuck? And not smile as much. But this mother, this, this, this N-word, he's a white dude. He was a Caucasian dude, by the way. This N-word gonna fire me. Cause I don't smile a lot. Just imagine what that does to me mentally. So now I'm thinking, I gotta shuck and jive for these crackers. Now I'm thinking, I gotta scratch my head when it don't itch. I gotta dance when I don't hear music. Y'all got me fucked up. I don't even drink Kool-Aid eat watermelon like that or or eat chicken y'all got me all the way fucked up i'm not that black girl that y'all think i was when y'all hired me i'm not her all right yeah i don't play them ku klux hand games i don't play that coon and shit i don't play that chicken george shit i'm not putting on a show for nobody well you know unless i'm performing and um acting and then that is uh me stepping into character um but yeah that's why i love carmax and i had wrote him a letter right before he let me go i was like i just want i wrote and i read it to him and i said i felt like y'all didn't train me well all kinds of shit was going on that carmax man it was just a shit show it was a fucking shit show i was fucking I, and, I, and I've talked about my my whore escapades, but I didn't really go into detail. But I was a I was fucking dealing with these two grown old ass men in their sixties that was like married when I was married when I'm not, and I was like their sugar baby, and it was just it was just it was starting to get overwhelming. <laughs> it was just it was a lot, you know. I was doing I did a lot of damage in that store in that in that particular CarMax. Um, I even I even did a little bit of OT over time in uh in the Clearwater Carmax building as well. Like I was all over the place. I was um I was out there. You know, I was hot and heavy. And um and I was just trying to make my money, man. I was just trying to make ends meet as well. A lot of shit was going on, you know. Sean wasn't Sean was still in Washington trying to play fuck fuck games. Um I had to furnish my whole entire apartment. Um, and let's just look at this. Let's just look at this. I came to Florida in 2013 in July. All right. My mama sent my ex, my husband at the time back in by August. I had a job by like August at the same time she sent him back. I moved into my first apartment in October. That shit was furnished by December. Talk to me now. Come somebody's come talk to me now. I know what I be doing. I do. I be doing what I be doing when I be doing it, baby. So I was stressed out. And Karma just wasn't, Carmax was just wasn't working for me anymore, spirits. Um, but because I couldn't do both Carmax and Starbucks, I had to eventually give Starbucks up. And um 
I think that's what really hurt me because, man, when I had to let Starbucks go, because I was rocking with Starbucks for like three years, you know. But when I had to let Starbucks go, it was hard because I literally had to beg the general manager of Starbucks to give me a job back when I had no job. When CarMax fired me, I had to beg them back. So then I get Starbucks back again. My dumb ass go pick up another job. Because one of my Starbucks managers, okay, so my previous Starbucks manager and Brandon, her ass got hired at CarMax. She took everybody with her. She was like, come on, Kiki, let's go. We're all going to, we're all going to CarMax. We're going to be making a lot of money. We're going to be working real good. I was like, fuck yeah. Her ass leave and go somewhere else. She hold around. I don't know. She did a lot of weird shit too. We was all, we're all doing weird shit. Okay. We're all Starbucks crew coming to CarMax and just doing weird shit. And then, then my other Starbucks manager from my uh, from the original hiring place on off of Hillsboro, where I originally got hired from, she was working at FedEx, and she got me the job at FedEx. And another employee that was working there, Xavier, also helped me get that job. So thank you, baby Xavier, um, and Kathy. And so obviously, I had to leave Starbucks yet again. And that shit was hard for me because I was like, I had made coffee master at the time. I was on my way to making supervisor. Like the general manager of Starbucks really wanted to keep me. She was like, I love Kiki. She's so great with customers. And I am because it's such an easy job. You know, you make a bitch a drink, you get them they drink, you keep it moving. You warm up some food, you pop it in, you keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like you smile, you get a tip, you keep that shit moving. Like I know how to keep shit moving. But I don't know, man. I don't know. Starbucks is just an easy gig, so I, you know, I, I like shit like that. Then I had, I thought about friends a lot and Rachel serving coffee, so I just was like, this is exciting for me. I feel like I was on my own TV show, but I did not feel like I was on TV when I was at CarMax, unless it was like real house, real house whores or real Tampa whores of, t- I don't know. Um... Yeah, so I worked at FedEx. I they they hired me as a lead office in print. Um, you know, again, I'm leaving Cairo with my mom. I'm leaving Cairo with my sister. Like I, I just kind of almost felt like I never had my baby. Um, in 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 all of this, in in throughout this entire work life, it seems like I felt it felt like I never had my child. Um, of course, I was working overtime. I was opening the fucking store. I was closing the fucking store. You know, Kathy got fired. Uh, you know, it was just a lot. You know, and being a supervisor, I was like, whoa. You know, and I've handled um, uh, positions where I had to be in charge in the Navy several times. Um, you know, in Starbucks, I had to do, you know, I had, you know, I had to train people and do little fun stuff like that, but I've never been considered an actual, had the title of an actual supervisor or lead. So that was overwhelming for me. And because I knew I had to take on an adult mature role where I couldn't be concerned about like my child. I didn't, I, I did not know how to balance being a mom and being a fucking worker at all since day one and i would always take it out on kyra as if she was the problem like bitch if you weren't born i would be successful thank you for being you know a burden and that's how i felt i I was young when i had her i had no idea what was going on and 
and I, it felt like my work life from previously from, you know, babysitting McDonald's, Walmart and all that stuff. It just seems like it's starting to get a little bit too corporate for me because now I'm at FedEx. Now I'm at CarMax. I'm at big fucking corporations. I felt like I was like, this is too much. <laughs> like, take me back to Starbucks. Like, I'm just a, I'm just a simple gal. You know, I'm a simple gal. But, you know, obviously Starbucks wasn't paying enough. And so that's what that that's what the issue was. My life was getting cut off, all kinds of shit, you know. At the time, my car had got repossessed. So I'm catching the bus, you know, all kinds of shit. Now I'm at FedEx, living in this Christian house. Um, had a car. Uh, I had a, a Nissan Xterra, red one, and um, you know I'm back and forth to FedEx, and you know had to let let Starbucks go. And that's when I, you know, obviously I surrendered my apartment too when I was living in Brandon, working at FedEx and stuff like that. And then finally, I started working at Red Cap Plumbing and Air where I met my youngest daughter's dad. Um, I was a, it was kind of like a call center job. Um, And, uh, you know, you basically like a dispatcher in a way. Um, you know, taking notes for people who, who need AC units, uh, piping done and all that weird shit. Um, so needless to say, when I got with him, you know, my, my, my life in the corporate world pretty much stopped, you know, he immediately wanted to have a baby, you know, have a family and stuff like that. And, you know, I was excited cause Kyra really wanted a family. And I thought I was doing a good thing. So I went ahead and got with him. I became another, I became a housewife for the second time and a, a house mom and a, and, and a student for the second time. So I'm back in school, back being a house mom. And that's generally where I like to stay. That's generally, I'm learning like that is where I kind of like, that's where I'm, that's where I feel most secure. That's where I feel most sexy. That's where I feel most solidified. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm good at. And also, you know, because I'm using my GI Bill money and stuff, so I don't need to work. So it's like, what, you know, I'm doing, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing good over here. You know, I'm living my best life. Um, Then I worked from home for like a month, for like a month. I had two children at a time. Then I'm in a call center. Same time I'm working at a clothing store called Rainbow. At the time I had two children. So now they're back in, you know, daycares, back at my mom's house, back at my sister's house. But this time I'm with a whole new, you know, my youngest daughter, dad was difficult. He did not want her in daycare. He wanted me to stay home. He did not want a lot of things. He really tried to strip me from, you know, uh, being uh, independent. So then I was working at another call center, um, One Touch. He, um, at that time, he and I was starting to starting to split up a little bit. And then UMA is where I finally got on my own. So I'm working at UMA. I'm working at DD's Discounts. Again, another time I'm working at two jobs. And UMA stressed me the fuck out. Stressed me the fuck out. One Touch kind of stressed me out a little bit too because it was a sales job and I don't like to do sales. Um, the other call center was about like getting people their, um, their financial aid or some weird shit like that. And then rainbow was a clothing store, but, um, at UMA, you know, I, I had like about 20 students that I was in charge of making sure they go to school, making sure, you know, they pass all kinds of weird shit. It was just overwhelming. Cause I'm like, I'm a mom of two. Now I got to worry about this bullshit. Oh, hell, uh, 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 okay. 
So um, UMA did the worst damage to me as far as mentally. Um, I became suicidal. I felt like, you know, if I if I was dead, I wouldn't have to go through all this. Um, and that's where I first got Baker Act at 2-8 from UMA. I was just overwhelmed. I was fed up. I was tired of that work life. I actually, while I was while I was working at UMA, I attended the school UMA um, for medical billing and coding. After I left UMA, I ended up working in a doctor's office for a while, then a dentist's office. Then my niece passed away. And while I was working at the dentist's office, I was building Kamal Empire in my podcast. And my niece passed away. And then I ended up going back to school um, for a year. And uh, using my GI Bill, that's when I lost my apartment, became homeless, moved into a hotel. And then because I'm back using veteran services and all that stuff and back on their radar um they helped me get a put they put me in a program that that helps veterans who have a psychiatrist only um to get back into the workforce um so now i'm working at the va and and um you know and now i'm i'm used to the fact that you know my children you know i'm used to that balance now in a way but now, you know, my children are in school. My oldest, you know, my oldest is in school. She knows how to catch the bus. And my youngest, you know, her dad comes gets come and gets her. And, and you know, my schedule is pretty simple. It's the schedule that I kind of all, always wanted, you know, like an eight to five or a nine to five, because that's around time that my children come home. That's around time, you know. And who doesn't want a schedule like that when you are a parent? Um, I can honestly say that this particular job is helping with my getting back to the getting back into the workforce my therapy on cope dealing with co-workers um it's helping me understand myself um it's giving me that work life balance that you know that not too many people have but dream of and um i'm able to you know finally be me so i'm very thankful it took me a long time to get here I'm very grateful and I, I really thank myself for keep for just continuing to go. Cause if I would have stopped at UMA, I'd be dead right now. Or if I would have stopped at, you know, Starbucks or CarMax or FedEx or whatever the case may be. Um, but I kept going and I finally am in a position to where I can truly be like, now I can work and focus on my business and my artistry and my children and my schooling, whatever the case may be. Like, I feel like I truly have that, work-life balance figured out and that's pretty much my episode spirits that is me me being a working mom um i can honestly say that you know having a job is never easy for me my my long-term goal is to have my own farm my long-term goal is to sell millions of books all around the world and tour and um you know, perform my poetry and, you know, collaborate with other people, open hosts and all that stuff. My ultimate goal is to make money off my gift. And I believe that doing it for free and kind of walking in my purpose right now kind of solidifies my my um, upcoming future. So I just think I'm happy for my path. And I hope that this episode inspired you to know that even if you were born with gifts and you constantly and you have to work right now, this is there's still light at the end of that tunnel and just keep going 
just keep going. You're going to eventually find your way. You're going to eventually find the job that's that suits your needs. And you're going to eventually be able to walk and follow in your purpose that God set for you. Um, don't fight, you know, the current. Don't go against the current. Just flow with the, I say, flow with the river and see where it takes you. Um, that's what I did. And that's what I'm continuing to do. And I will continue to update you spirits as my life continues, as I continue to breathe. Stay tuned for the outro spirits. That's the end of the show of Working Moms. I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. And I will see you in the outro. Lego. This podcast is sponsored by Kamal Empire Community and Public Relations. If God gave you the idea to start a business or pursue your dreams as a creative or an entrepreneur, this is your sign. Hi, my name is Orkia Kamal, and I'm the CEO and founder of Kamal Empire Community and Public Relations, a company created to assist creatives and entrepreneurs with branding, marketing strategies, as well as graphic design and social media managing. You can book your first free consultation with us on Facebook at Orkia Kamal or on Instagram at Kamal Empire CPR. Don't worry, at Kamal Empire, it gets easier. Are you ready to take flight? Allow Kamal Empire to spread your divine light. Fly high, spirits. Spirits! Well, that is all I wrote, spirits. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Don't forget to hit that follow button and also hit those three little buttons in, in Spotify, iHeart, wherever you listen to this. So that way you can rate the show. When you rate the show, it allows other listeners, other people around the world to hear it as well. So you're doing me a service and I thank you for that. So please don't forget to do that. Um, if you liked this episode, this podcast, or if you just like me in general, then you also might like my poetry book that I just published. You can purchase it on Amazon right now at Amazon.com. It is titled uh, IG Poetry Volume. Oh, I'm sorry, IG Poetry 2021 through 2022, Volume uh, One, uh, with Miss Kiki Kamau or Kia Miss Kiki Kamau. That is my poetry book out right now. Um, like I said, it's on Amazon.com and it's for $13.68 if anyone was wondering the price. For $13.68. Get it, get it now. Uh, please. Um, again, like I said, don't forget to review the podcast and um and um comment questions or anything. You can always reach out to me. Spirits, this is a bonus episode, so there are no questions of the week for the bonus episodes, but definitely feel free to add to this topic of my discussions today. Um, or, or, you know, feel free to add to any topics, um, or any discussions that I've had previously. Um, and how to do that, how to do that. Mm, let's see. Well, you can send in a voice audio on Spotify or anchor, anchor podcast. If you, if you use that, you can also email or message me using social media and the handles are a coming your way but before i give you those handles i want to i want to clear up some mistakes i made in the previous episode i mentioned the projects and i was like oh does that sound familiar is that robles park projects it's so many damn projects in tampa but the one that i was talking about was 
and I still don't fucking know. Oh, it was uh, it's, it wasn't Central Park projects. It was Robles Park projects that had the Zion Cemetery under it. Spirits, um, most of the projects were pink. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know mine's wasn't Review Terrace as well. A lot of the projects were pink. Okay, so it was Robles projects that has the Zion Cemetery under it, which is why they knocked Robles projects down. And, um, but like I said, they're continuing to find, you know, cemeteries for, for African-American people all over the world. Um, and then I said earlier, I was like, in the last episode, I was like, I released my apartment, but it's called surrender. So if you're looking to surrender your apartment, you don't know what it is. It's called surrender. You just take your damn keys, go to the, um, uh, main office and just be like, I surrender my apartment. I no longer want to live in this shitty shit. Um... Stay tuned for the next episode. We are still talking co-parenting. My second experience with my ex-fiance, um, and I'm gonna be talking. I'm gonna be talking about what I could have done differently um, with my ex-husband when it came to co-parenting as well, or just differently in general. So be on the lookout for that. What I could have. What I could have done differently as well. But bum spirits. Next episode is Monday, February 5th, where I'm talking about we're wrapping up pretty much co-parenting, talking about my story, my my second experience with my my ex-fiance. It was a shit show. And um you're going to find out. I think that episode is going to be like almost 2 hours long because I got a lot of stuff to say because I'm still going through it to this day. That's the whole point of this podcast, you know, this podcast to get my shit out. Okay? Um yeah, I believe that is it. So let me give you these handles. If you want to follow me um, as an artist, find out what I'm doing as an artist. There are no e- upcoming events um, in this week. But if you're finding out what I'm doing as an artist, um, how I am and what I'm up to, you can always check me out on Instagram at that girl in orange. That's T-H-A-T-G-I-R-L-N-O-R-A-N-G, Miss Kiki Kamal. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at that girl in orange. As well as YouTube as Ms. Kiki Kamau. That's M-Z-K-I-K-I-K-A-M-A-U. Okay. Don't forget, you know, I got my poetry book out as well. Um, And then if in business, if you are looking for me for graphic designing, maybe you need a flyer. Maybe you need business cards. Maybe you need some marketing managing um, or marketing strategies. Maybe you need some branding uh, tips and tools and things of that nature you can always check me out and don't forget the first of every month the first monday of every month i will be offering free consultations for all artists and entrepreneurs first monday of every month i'm changing it around but if you want to check me out and you have any questions comments or concerns or you want to book your first free consultation with kamal empire community and and uh public relations you can check us out on Facebook at Orkia Kamau. That's O-R-K-I-Y-A-K-A-M-A-U. Um, Facebook. That's Facebook. A YouTube, Kamau Empire C-N-P-R. Or an Instagram, Kamau Empire C-P-R. That's K-A-M-A-U-E-M-P-I-R-C-P-R. Um, or you can email us at orkia.kamau at gmail.com. That's O-R-K-I-Y-A dot K-A-M-A-U at gmail.com. All right, spirits. Well, that's all for the show. That's all I got. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you were inspired. And until next time, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to speaking to you. And I look forward to empathizing with you. Until next time, fly high, spirits.
I lit after you. Yeah, that is what masters do. They say she a poet, now a rapper too. Ooh, ooh, how she so confident? Try to take out her confidence. Say her poetry nonsense, usually explicit. She is not God shit, but I'm still here. And I think I made that very clear. Okay. I'm still here. Hey! <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, 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 oh. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. MB and Rocco be right here. Be right here. I just play it.